Well, it's funny. I spoke at a conference last week and um, one of the attendees said, oh, Sheila, you've just erupted on the scene. You're everywhere. And I'm thinking, I'm 14 years in. I've just hired a terrific social media manager, which is why you're seeing me. <laughs> there's nothing overnight about this. And there's not everything about it that feels successful. Welcome to the Genius in You podcast, where I get to talk to ordinary moms doing extraordinary things in business and in life. I'm your host, Kelly Thompson. And if you're looking to serve more, sell more, and make an impact, this is where we do it. All right, you guys, we have Sheila Cummins. She is not only the founder and CEO of The Road to Seven, where she helps solopreneurs become profitable CEOs, but she's also the proactive general partner. And this is really interesting and exciting for me. So I, I can't wait to talk about this. She's the general partner of a fund dedicated to empowering women entrepreneurs with strategic micro loans. So um, that's not something we've ever had on the show before or someone to talk about that and speak to that. So I'm super excited to talk to you, Sheila. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a real honor. Awesome. All right, so let's just go ahead. Before we dive into all things microloans and how that works and how you got, you know, kind of into that and how it helps women, I'd love to talk a little bit about your story and how you kind of came to be doing the things that you are doing. I love the name of your coaching program, The Road to Seven. Um, you've been in the business for a while. So if you want to just just share a little bit with those who are listening, how you actually even got started. Sure, sure. Well, thank you for the question. Um, you know, I, I'm an accidental entrepreneur. I, I never set out on a journey to become an entrepreneur. My mission was really simple. I wanted to stay home with my little guys, my kids. I've got three. And I also needed to continue contributing financially to my family. So it was one of those grit and determination decisions uh, to leave my full-time teaching job. I worked at a terrific school here in Toronto, uh, really well-paid. Educators are very well-paid in Canada versus the United States. Um, full pension, full health benefits, wow. you know, one of the most wow. requested teachers at the school, all of the things. That's so cool. Let me yes. just interrupt for a second. Yeah. What did you teach? What were you teaching? Oh, first? I've taught everything between K to eight, um, kindergarten to grade eight. And uh, I just... It's kind of like this perfect storm happened, Kelly. There was, I was, I'd been itching to get out of teaching for a while, but it's all I had ever done and I didn't know what else I could do. I'd gone back to school and gotten a master's in curriculum teaching and learning to see if that sort of added some juice or some pepper to it. And right. I don't know, like it was interesting, but I didn't love it. I tried a couple administrative roles. That was 100% not for me. Um, I worked at accrediting other schools for the International Baccalaureate, which was the pedagogy that our school um worked within didn't love that and so wow. when i was i went back to school i went back to work after my first my son was 10 months old uh, we get a year-long maternity leave here in canada however wow. we go yeah yeah we are very fortunate it's one of the benefits of uh, free health care we pay a tremendous amount of taxes yes yes i know <laughs> very, very high taxes <laughs> however there are some right. benefits and so I ended up going back to work early because my son was accepted into a daycare and it was so expensive. It was cost prohibitive for me not to be working, but I had to take the daycare spot because they were few and far between. So when I went back that morning, it was literally a Wednesday morning, Kelly, and here in Toronto, Canada, in October, it's 
beautiful and crisp in the morning. It's, you know, it was a clear blue sky day. All the trees were that beautiful red, orange, you know, change your colors. And I realized that I was pregnant with my son that morning and so there was you know emotions were running high and i was teaching at an all-girls school and i remember looking at beautiful faces and saying it didn't matter how much better at teaching i got i might never be able to afford to put my child in that spot Mm -hmm. and it just was like this light bulb moment of okay you've been itching to get out of teaching you really would prefer to be home with your kids Two kids in daycare is crazy expensive. They were 18 months apart. So we were paying premium rate to have them looked after. And all of a sudden I was just like, okay, there's got to be a different way. And so I finished off that school year and I made a promise to myself that if I couldn't figure out how else to do it, I could always come back teaching. Mm -hmm. And I have never looked back. And from that moment on, I was off for a couple months when my daughter was born. And I found that come three or four o'clock in the day after having been home with two kids 18 months and under, I was literally fit to be tied. And so I was like, okay, I got to get out of the house at some way. I might as well get out and make money somehow. So I started tutoring and we had a babysitter who would come at about three o'clock in the afternoon. And I would exit and I would go tutor three, four, five kids in an evening and come home. And she covered the power hours in our house. So she did like the three to seven or three to eight and fed the kids dinner, took them. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. Right. Got them bathed. (laughs) And I would sort of swoop in and, you know, do the final cuddle, the final book read and bring to bed. And that worked really well for a little bit until I started getting so busy that I had to start turning people away. And I was like, oh, I hate this. Like, I hate saying no. And so I recruited a friend of mine to come and help tutor. And so then I started placing other friends of mine that were educators, teachers. And I so I started sort of that process. So that was definitely an accidental business. What I found is that like, I didn't love it though. That is, okay, so so many things, so many things actually, so many things. Okay, so number one, first of all, that you were kind of almost at the top of the food chain in terms of what you were doing, teaching, you were doing all of the things, right? And for all intents and purposes, you were getting, you know, so much time off and all of that. And still you felt that kind of nudge, that kind of like, this isn't it. I, there's something else that's in there. And that, so you responded to that, first of all, right? Like I always tell my clients, like there's something already in you that you already know there's a calling. There's something that's just kind of like, no, that's not it. So I love that you like, took a step out and like, okay, I'm going to do something different. And then as you went back, you'd be like, still not, you tried, you're still not. And then the fascinating thing, and here's the other thing, and this is the most important part. You took imperfect action. You kind of didn't know what it was going to throw, be out, be like, you had no clue, but you took that step and you wouldn't cut into it saying, okay, well, you know, what? I'm going to start like a tutoring service. I'm going to hire you. Yeah. <laughs> so there was nothing like that. It was all right. like, What is the fastest way I can make money in an hour, right? And it was leveraging my skill and my genius. Um, And I already had a network of people who knew me and were sort of, you know, saying, hey, can you help with math? Can you help with some reading? I'm needing some help here. And um, But Kelly, I think it's also important to hear that it also didn't feel quite right. And it filled a gap and it filled a need. But there was something deep down that still was out of alignment. And, you know, I think the most courageous move that I ever made was not just taking another year, year of absence, 
I got a leave of absence for a year, but it was at the end of that year of absence where I said, actually, I'm not going to come back teaching. And my husband was also building his company at that point. He was a baby entrepreneur as well. And, you know, I don't think there's a financial advisor out there who would be like, I think this is a really great idea to remove, you know, all financial security from your house and take away all your health benefits and let's remove your pension at the same time. And both of you start, you know, I don't think there's a... And how did you even navigate that? Like between the two of you, was one of you saying, mm, one, of you, one of us needs to be working? You were both like, let's just go. Well, that was a little candy. That was it. Like, there, at, at no point was my husband saying, well, maybe I should go back into medical sales. Maybe one of us should get a job. And then I was thinking like, well, why am I being the sacrificial lamb having mm. to go back and do a job that I'm not happy doing right. anymore? And honestly, I believe that any teacher who has lost their passion for educating children has no right to be in the classroom. And right. so it was against, it, it was out of integrity for me right. to go back teaching. And yeah. so how did we do it? honestly grit and determination and i gotta tell you there were some months where we were just skating in by the skin of our teeth and we made you know down to like the pennies but we always did it we made it and i think as much as that was a courageous move that was so eye-opening to me to know that when push comes to shove i know how to make money and i'm willing to do anything and everything and money doesn't have to just come through our company you know, I was selling the kids toys. I was selling the kids clothes. I was, you know, helping. I take some other kids in for a couple hours and, you know, that mom would pay me. Like there was always ways to make money. So much. Yeah. You know, and it's just providing value. Something. Something. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there was always a way. And I think, you know, that's one of our core mission statements at the Road to Seven is there is always a way. And I truly believe that. And it's not always glamorous and it's not always pretty and it's not always Instagram worthy, but it's real and it's possible. And that has served me so well. In fact, most of it is not Instagram worthy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. How long do we have on the podcast? Can we talk about being on the floor in tears? Do we get to talk about about the sleepless nights? I'm actually just writing a post today. A picture of my daughter and I from nine years ago popped up and, you know, in the picture, what you see is both of us at a wedding, you know, smiling, our hair is done. We're having a ball. And, you know, the post is about, well, here's what you can't see. Right. Right. Like, here's the questioning. Am I worth it? Is this, you know, what have I done? Oh my gosh. And um, you know, that's the other real side of entrepreneurship. It's a roller coaster. Very real. And I, you know, I, I did a, a podcast episode about this too. And it's almost like a Debbie Downer, honestly. And I get the title of it, but it really is just about like the myth of overnight success. <laughs> you, know? because you, you buy the t-shirt and you're like, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, because so much, you know, smoke and mirrors out there like, oh, no, it'll take you two seconds. You're going to be a millionaire. Come on, just follow me. Yeah. Do the thing. A millionaire in nine weeks. Well, it's funny. I spoke at a conference last week and um, one of the attendees said, oh, Sheila, you've just erupted on the scene. You're everywhere. And I'm thinking, I'm 14 years in. I've just hired a terrific social media manager, which is why you're seeing me. (laughs) There's nothing overnight about this. And there's not everything about it that feels successful. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. I love everything mm-hmm. you're talking about. Okay. So you were doing all of the things to try and bring in money, basically yeah. providing value for people in exchange for money. And so when did that kind of switch where the light bulb was on, where you're like, no, I think this is the thing. Yeah, I love it. 
Uh, so I have to say it's been a journey of growth and evolution. And I would say every two to three years, I've kind of gone through a reincarnation, if you will, just sort of fine tuning, shifting, reevaluating. You know, at that time, I was one of the original mommy bloggers who was monetizing their website, but I didn't like it. Through those connections, um, uh, I ended up emceeing a women's entrepreneurial event. And I also on the side had been designing and developing courses for a corporate training company. A buddy of ours owned the company. He needed someone to build some courses. So I had the privilege of reading all of this material and then testing it out in my tutoring company and on the blog in order to monetize and then creating the courses. And so when I was emceeing this event, in between each speaker, I would do a training or I would educate or teach. And at the end of that day, Kelly, someone came up to me and said, um, I- I'd really like to hire you. I was like, what? Really? <laughs> what for? <laughs> do you want me to come and teach your group? And she said, no, I want you to coach me to increase my sales. And I was like, oh, okay. I've never done it, but let's try it. And so we didn't ex- uh money because I, I mean, I've never done it before. I had no idea if I could make it work. And 14 years later, we're still together. Wow. And she does pay me now. And she pays me very well, (laughs) but I made her a lot of money. Um, And so how did I know I was in the right Kelly? I don't know if I've ever known or if I still know. I think that's part of our discovery, part of our, the inner work that we have to be doing is, is my company in alignment with me? Am I changing lives through my work? And One of the things that I do is I measure, I put quantifiables on everything and I'm measuring people's revenue increases and their profit increases and how many hours are they work, how many people are on their team. It's all quantifiable. And that is my temperature gauge for whether I'm doing good work or not. Mm, I love that. Also, how does it feel? You know, am I feeling in alignment? Am I loving what I'm doing? Am I enjoying running my courses? And I, you know, I just, again, I did a, an episode the other week on, on my podcast about burning it all to the ground. And I did a year ago. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. And it was a blend of burnout and exhaustion and boredom. And it just wasn't fitting me anymore. And here's where enters the micro lending part of the story. Um, I shifted to doing just private coaching just to create a little bit of mental space. And I'd been talking about doing the mental, the, I'd been talking about doing the micro lending for a couple of years because I could see that the women I was working with, I help women scale. I help them go beyond one. And at, inevitably at some point when you're on that growth trajectory, you have to make a financial investment in your business. And so these women would have all of their bank accounts in order. They'd have strong profits. They'd be able to show growth year over year. It's all quantifiable. It's all numbers. And they'd go to the bank and I did this myself, Kelly, and I'll tell my story, not their story. I went into the bank eight years in, 30% growth year over year. I run at a 25 to 37% profit margin, depending on the time of year, depending on what's happening in my growth. And the guy looked at me and he said, uh, well, you're, you're, your business looks really good. Um, we won't be able to give you a business loan, but we could give you a private loan. And I said, well, I don't want a private loan. I don't want to take more credit against my personal credit score, you can see I have a viable business. I was multi six figures at that time. I'm not like, you know, trying to make 25,000. Like I'm right. doing fine. Yeah, that, yeah. And, um, and he said, yeah, no. Um, what have you got as collateral to put up against the loan? And they wanted my house. Well, my husband and I both were building our business. 
we didn't take our collateral and put it into a house. And we still to this day rent. We keep that that cash fluid. And it was a decision we made. I'm not sure it was the right decision 20 years ago, but we made it. And so we live with it today. So I couldn't put a house against it. He didn't love my credit score. He didn't love my credit score because I had just taken a whole bunch of money and invested it into another area of growth in my company, which is why I was going for the loan. Right. And he said, okay, well, you don't really have personal collateral to put up against the loan. Um, how about we have your husband co-sign? Wow. Yeah, this was 1998. Like, this is not, you know, 1956. This is 19. 19- wow. And I looked him in the eye and I said, I'm really sorry that you're the one who's the messenger today, but I'm going to tell you, I have been with this bank since the day I was born. I have these investments. I have this. This is my track record. This is my this. And you're telling me you need my husband who is nowhere on any of my financials. We keep separate financials to co-sign a loan. And Kelly, I was out of that bank within 24 hours and I walked I called them we have a friend my kids all play hockey we live in Canada we all play Mm -hmm. hockey and I knew one of the dads worked at another bank and worked in financial investment and I called him and I was like Jeff you what the heck and he's like I want you to go to this bank talk to this person tell them I sent you and do this and within 24 hours I was set up with a line of credit credit card business account and we were talking about having a future loan wow And in that moment, I was like, okay, now hang on. I am a white woman. Mm. I'm married. Yeah. And I can't get a loan. I'm not a woman of color. I'm not a single woman who's trying to build her business. I'm not a woman who's at the beginning parts of building her business. And I still can't get a loan. And Mm. so, you know, I'm not going to fix the system. We can try, but we can't literally rewrite 150 years of banking systems. So what can we do? Well, we can create our own. And so it was this deep resolve in 98 that I'm going to figure out how to do it. And when I burned everything to the ground in 2022, I said, okay, it's time. And I took money that I had saved up and I was the first investor in my fund. And I put in X amount and leveraged everything and still am leveraged to, to make it happen. And I incorporated it in October. And our first loan went out December 1st. And last month, I know I have goosebumps and I, I might cry, but that's okay. But I'm just so excited about it. Last month, we signed our first uh, limited partner, or our first investor, and we were able to put two more loans out. This month, I'm talking to another investor. I'm hoping that's going to come in. We can do another three loans with that investment. And so it's working. And it's, oh, it's like, no, Kelly, it's small. But once we add two zeros to this, this is a force to be reckoned with. And all we're doing is shifting how women are able to to apply and get approved for microloans for investing in their companies. And we offer five to $50,000 loans. We work with women that are too small for an outside investor, so they can't bring in an equity partner. They don't have room in their company. These are the kinds of businesses that women build. And we mentor them for the length of their loan to make sure that they're in action and making those strategic steps. And that's where all of my coaching and training is now coming in is I'm able to, you know, take my 14 years of experience and keep my hand in their company and keep them growing. And we have 100% compliance on our loan repayments, women's, their companies. The first loan that went out December 1st, and we're talking like seven months ago, she has increased her profit. Wow. All by making these strategic investments. And so... You know, when you think about growing a company, we obviously need knowledge, we need insight, which is coaching, but we also need money. And when you put those three together, women are unstoppable. I just want to applaud you because like that is everything. Like 
I, I don't, I'm like speechless. I'm never speechless. I'm like speechless. Like, that's the coolest thing ever. Because now you're giving back, you're helping other women. And that, that must feel so incredibly rewarding. Like I can't even talk about it without crying. Wow. Oh my gosh, Sheila. Like that, that is amazing. So how do you, like, I have so many questions. <laughs> how did you, how did you even, okay. So you had that experience and you were like, okay, I'm going to make things different. How, did, where's the middle part of that? Like, how did you like, oh, I'm going to do micro loans. Like I'm going to help women get how, how? Well, micro loans aren't a new concept. They started in the third world. And so I just went and I looked at, you know, organizations like Kiva who were really the, the origination of this concept of putting money in the hands of women who needed to help them create some financial freedom and empowerment so that they can free themselves from the shackles of poverty. And, you know, it's a very simple formula. Women are not looking for handouts. And I think that that's really important. And the, the reason women are so good at paying back loans is because when they are seen and heard and understood and valued, they are going to work 10 times harder than anyone else in order to prove that. And so I just looked at statistics. I looked at, you know, other companies that were doing it. I looked at Loan Shark and I looked at their business models because I knew that was what I did not want to emulate or build. But the foundations of lending is very straightforward. I went and did a whole bunch of online courses in investment banking and understanding finances. And I got to be really clear. I am not a numbers person, like not a numbers. You sure sound like one. I know. I know. I talk a good game, but my very first hire will be a fund manager. You know what I am, Kelly, my genius is the visionary. I can see it. I can articulate it. I can communicate about it. I can teach about it. Somebody else is going to be running it. That's not my genius. And so right now I'm all all hands in because that's what we have the financial bandwidth to do. But I am pitching my heart out and I am talking to some very strategic institutions to help us offset our operating costs so I can bring in those strategic hires myself. Uh, and it's just it's it just takes time. But it it yeah. you know, it's right back to when I left teaching. It's that grit, the determination, and really I don't have a lifeboat to jump into. The bridge was burned years ago. I got to make right, it work. Right, right. And so you just do. This is how women do business, Kelly. You know that. I'm sure you yeah. see it every day. Mm, absolutely. And I love that, you know, and obviously it's a journey, right? You're not, is this the destination? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's the journey for this year. Right. Exactly. Right. And that's, and it feels good. And that's the thing, right? You found something that's in alignment with who you are and, and how you want to kind of serve the world and show up in the world. And I absolutely love that. So what does your husband think now? Like, is he like, oh, oh, okay. Like <laughs> he's actually my biggest champion. Um, you know, he's the sounding block. He's the pick you up out of bed, put you in front of your computer, hand on the back saying, come on, baby, got this. Let's do this together. He, yeah, he's amazing. And how old are your kids now? So my oldest is 16. Okay. Um, my daughter's 15 and my son is 12. And it's my daughter who's, um, that was sort of the, the kiddo that I stood in front of that group of girls and I said, didn't matter how much money I made. I don't think I'd be able to put my daughter or at least have the option to put her in, in a chair in full circle moment, September, 2022. Didn't she start in that exact school? 
and grateful. Oh my word. Because of my work. Wow. But Kelly, think about all those times along those 14 years where I was like, I'm such a failure. I can't make this work. I'm terrible. I can't, you know, oh my gosh, I can hardly pay my bills this month. And But every time I was in one of those spots, we have a choice and it's to dust off and just take that one step. It's just a step away. And when we take it, and I think it's, I think it's Brene Brown who calls it courageous action. You don't have to feel confident about what you're doing. And either right. if we waited for the confidence to come, we wouldn't, oh, wouldn't do anything. Be virgin on the grave <laughs> waiting to take that step. <laughs> but uh, it's that courageous action. And it's all just one small move. What is one small thing I can make? What is a phone call? What is one post I can put out? What is something? Do I need to organize my office today so I can get some clarity? There's always something we can do. And that's how it works. One thing at a time. I absolutely loved everything you said, Sheila. Like I was going to ask you for some something you can recommend to moms that are kind of in the throes, but I think you really just gave it. <laughs> you know what? If I could, absolutely. when you're in the heart of it and in the throes of it, turn off your darn computer. Put your phone away. Step away and go outside and just sit and be. We know what to do. Yeah. We have all the answers. For sure, we need guidance from women like you. For sure, we need, you know, help with our messaging. You know, we need your insights into how to create that content and get off the hamster. For sure, we need those insights. But a lot of the answers are already in us. But when we're in action all the time, we cannot hear it. We can't see it. Oh, Sheila. So, so good. So, so good. Wow. Like I literally am speechless. (laughs) But so, so good. And I love that, you know, giving back, like that's, Oh, that's so good. I mean, that's where my heart is too. That, And I think like what you're saying, Reg, really speaks to me personally, because I just think that's such a, a wonderful thing that, you know, I always say that when you are in business, the first couple of decisions are about you. Like, what do I want to do? How do I want to show up? But from there on out, it really is about your clients and customers. Like, how can you show up and serve them to the best of your ability? Yeah. And for you, it's kind of been this this ongoing iteration of like, okay, how can I serve better? How can I serve different? How does, what does this look like? And I just, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I don't like, anyway, it's awesome. It's really good. So if someone wants to, let's say if someone wants a, a micro loan and they're yeah. kind of interested in something like that, what is yeah. the kind of criteria you look for? Just yeah, kind of sure. high level. So totally. So our loans are definitely for women that are scaling. So we're not debt consolidation. We're not, a, oh no, I'm behind on my taxes. We can help you with all that. That's just cash flow. Um, but we look for women that are are somewhat established, probably two years plus in business with a proven track record of revenue. It is for someone who needs to make that strategic investment. And we work with our women to help figure out what that is. You know, is it a Google ads campaign? Is it a website redo? Is it a new piece of equipment? Is it a, you know, a specialized coach to help with ABC? Um, because we finance all our programs anyway, we choose, we tend to not use the the loans for that. Um, but it's definitely for someone who is in the growth phase and doesn't have room for an outside investor. They're not looking for an equity partner and they prob- the banks are probably not thrilled at lending the money, though I am going to say right off the top, you will get a better rate when you go to a bank. What you're not going to get is our mentorship program. And two of the women that have taken out of loan, the loans are in it because of the mentorship and access to our community. And we are growing. Currently, we're set up in Canada. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, as of today, at the time of our recording in August of 2023, it would be for Canadians only because of our legal. 
but we are already boots on the ground starting the process to get set up in the U.S. so that we can be offering loans in both countries simultaneously because there's a need across North America. A hundred percent. Super cool. Super cool, Sheila. I really appreciate um, this conversation. I think it's really going to be empowering for a lot of women. Now, if someone wants to get in touch with you, either for a micro loan or figure out some coaching options or anything like that, how can they reach you? Yeah, I am the only Sheila Cummins, S-H-E-L-A-G-H-C-U-M-M-I-N-S. You can find me on Instagram at Sheila Cummins, on LinkedIn at Sheila Cummins. Those are the two platforms where I play the most. Uh, you can also look us up at theroadtoseven.com and book in an accelerator session either with me or one of my success coaches. And we would love to chat with you to see if we can help you get from wherever you are on your road to seven figures and beyond and get you to where you want to go. I love it. Thank you so much, Sheila. I appreciate Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. Until next time, friends. Are you ready to go further faster? Have you been in business for a little bit and the no to slow growth strategy you're currently using is really wearing you down? Are you ready to get the tools and the strategy you need to attract clients, make sales and impact those you feel called to serve? If that's you, I have a spot for you in my VIP intensive. In just one or two sessions, we work together to fine tune your offer, identify your ideal client and nail down your messaging. It's my six month flagship program condensed into one power packed outcome filled day to supercharge your growth. So if you're tired of posting and praying with little to no results, check the show notes to book a free consultation call with me and let's talk about how I can help you supercharge your growth.